0: Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, we're all, all the moms are out there. Hmm. Well, I wanna help uh, anybody who's buying for their, uh, any men who are thinking you're gonna buy for your wife, or if you've already have, I may rain on your parade. Um, Somebody said, here's what not to buy your wife. Don't buy jewelry. What you want, what she wants, you can't afford. What she, what you can afford, she doesn't want. Even if she asks you, do not do anything, do not buy anything that has to do with weight loss or self-help books. Don't buy any clothing that involves sizes. I'm just gonna leave that one, just sit there right there. But Mother's Day is an interesting day because it's a day of celebration, but it's also a complicated day because all of us have moms some great, some less than great, some moments that are fantastic, other moments that are less than fantastic. And people are going through all kinds of things on a day like this. So for the last decade, I've been starting my Mother's Day talk around this concept to help us understand and process the day better, to be open about it. So we say things like this, to those who gave birth to their first child this year, we celebrate with you. Anybody there? Yeah. Yeah. To those those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who lost a child this year, whether a, a young one or your adult child, we mourn with you. To those who have experienced loss this year through miscarriages, failed adoptions, or someone running away, we mourn with you. To those who walk, more and more I hear this story, the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes and prods and tears and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say stupid things. We don't need to or want to make this harder than it is. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we honor that you mentor and care and teach and love others. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge the pain We honor single moms who go through motherhood seemingly alone. We honor stepmoms who help parent the children of another. To those who live through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who have emptier or emptiness in the upcoming year, we grieve and we rejoice with you. So this Mother's Day, we acknowledge again that mothering is not for the faint of heart and we have real warriors in our midst and we honor you. Yeah. Yeah. So no matter what our experience that we just talked about, we are celebrating the person that none of us would be here without. You ever thought about that? None of us would be here without. And then there's the, biological, there's the biological moms, of course, spiritual moms, step moms, foster moms, mentor moms, moms that, extra moms that we call aunties. When someone becomes a mom, though, it's not like any other role you take up. If you become a mechanic and you don't like it, what do you do? You quit, and you go do something else. If you're a banker... If you don't like it, you can go do something else. If you're a mom, you never stop being a mom. Whether your child is six months old, or 47 years old, you still are a mom. And I know that because my mom is always mumming me. (laughs) It's not always easy, though. Someone said this, the mother of three notoriously unruly youngsters was asked, whether she'd have children if she, was, had it, if she was able to do it over again. She said, oh yeah, she said, just not these three. <laughs> I wasn't in, <laughs> I think my mom might have said that at various times throughout life. Seriously though, motherhood is incredibly valued and honored by God. Even if our culture doesn't. Motherhood is affirmed by the importance that God placed on it you ever think of this in, in the Ten Commandments, which say, do not kill, do not steal, don't bear false witness, all the, all the biggies. Also in there, God does say, honor your mom. Up there with those big ones. God says this in, in uh, Ephesians 6, and I think it's going to be up on the screen there. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment But he had to put a promise with it because some of us forget what's the promise so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. Let me just talk about this for a moment because sometimes for some of you, it can be difficult to honor your mom because she wasn't a nice mom. She wasn't there for you. And I know we love to think, and on a day like this, that everybody's mom was perfect and everything was great and she never overreacted, she never said anything that was or whatever. We all know that that's not true. So let me just talk to it for a moment. The reality of this is doesn't mean, when it says to honor, it doesn't mean you honor everything that they did. Number one, you honor them first of all because they are created in the image of God and loved by God deeply. And we honor them for that. And if you can't honor them for anything that they did, honor them that they gave you life. And if there's some things that you can honor them for and some things that you can't that they did, just acknowledge that. I have a saying that I eat the fish and spit out the bones. Don't focus on all the things that didn't work out for you or that were difficult for you. Focus on the gifts that you were given. And then the ones that were less gifty, maybe you have to pray through those or go to see a counselor or whatever you have to do. But don't lose the position of honor because honor is not even about them, it's about me. It's about my words, it's about my decision, it's about how I talk. Being a mom is not easy. It's hard work and it's valuable work. And I was sitting on the front row there that's where I sit Um, and I wanted to talk about this just it's not really in my notes Isaiah 54 so I want to talk to uh, this we'll just see where it goes Isaiah 54 and one sing barren woman who never bore a child burst into song shout for joy for you were never in labor because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband So they're speaking to the possibility that biological motherhood, which is so important, we'll get there, is not the only thing. That many, many women can parent and love and impact generations and not have any children of their own. So if if you stay single all your life, you can have many children. If you're not able to have any children for whatever reason, you can have many children. If you're a if you're a mom that or a lady that got married later in life and you're you're not able to have children, you can still have many children. Let me just tell you this. You're sitting in a place that was started by in 1956 by a lady by the name of Violet Kitely. She had one kid because her husband had died in a plane crash, and she started a church. And you're some of her kids. Her the fruit of what she in 1956, planted a flag and said, I'm going to start a church that's going to impact the world in generations. And then she went down, and when that was all finished, after about 10 or 12 years, 15 years, she went to Oakland, California, and started another church called Shiloh Church, and then also started a Bible college there, and impacted around the world as they planted churches and helped people, because many are the children of the desolate one of the one who seemed to have nothing going for her. Many were her children. So I want to encourage you, wherever you're at in that, that many can be your children. It's the beauty of the family of God. And then we talk about stay-at-home moms and the value of that as well. Not everyone gets that, though. And not everyone is as bold to answer the question of, what do you do as a stay-at-home mom? It's kind of like the question of, when I'm... On a plane or I'm in a meeting with some people who are not Christ followers and I get asked this question what do you do and I go I'm a pastor and then the question is people don't know what to do and they just kind of leave open a book and put up their arm in the airplane whatever it might be but when a woman is asked that a stay-at-home mom what what do you do this woman said this to the academic who had asked her this she said I am socializing two homo sapiens in the dominant values of the judeo-christian tradition in order that they might be instruments for the transformation of the social order right come on 2019 study that said said that based on the 10 most time-consuming ca- tasks listed by more than 6,000 stay-at-home moms, it was estimated that it would cost $178,000 a year to replace her. Let her go shopping, bro. <laughs> some of you, some lady wrote that down. I just—I <laughs> told you a couple weeks ago, don't bring me into your fights. Like that's. The person, uh, salary.com said about this, about the study, the importance of this calculation or this estimate is just calling attention to the fact, everybody say fact, that being a stay-at-home mom is not a cop-out, it's not the, women, the woman's way out of the workforce, and it's not a job of no value. There is a lot of value there, and some would say it's even priceless. That's somebody in the secular world, they recognize it. For moms in the paid workforce. StatsCan uh, 2021 said that mothers with young kids are working at a rate of 75% in 2022, a rate that's higher than even 2019. And there can be this pressure to be all things to all people, to be many different places and doing many different things. And you go to work and you still come home, and hopefully your spouse is sharing the workload. But if you're a single mom, it's just you. And the same study estimated that the value of the home duties performed by moms who work outside the home find they deserve an extra 87000 Johnny, for the hours of work that they take on outside of their 9-to-5 job. Okay. God honors you, moms and we honor you. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a mother in the paid workforce, God honors you, we honor you. Where the enemy, the world, the media often devalues or demeans mom and motherhood, and even the idea that females are the ones who are moms, we speak blessing, we value you, we affirm you, we're grateful for you. Because here's the reality is, the enemy would love to get a mother to think that what she does is not important or valuable, And she will cease then to look at it with the kingdom impact that it's intended to have and be. Someone said this, that the purpose of God for our families, our homes, and relationships is that through our little part of building, we are contributing to a much larger building of the kingdom of God. That we will leave a legacy for the next generation. Because if you lose sight of that vision, we're going to become weary in well-doing. And it's clear that as Christ followers, we're called to honor moms. One of the clearest passages about women and their role is in uh, Proverbs 31. If you want to turn there, we're going to do a little bit there, beginning at verse uh, 10. We're not going to read it all. We don't have time to do a deep dive into it, but it's a bold picture of womanhood. Your mom loves you. She has noble character, Her husband can trust her decisions. She makes things, she buys things, she sells things from products to real estate. She's hardworking, she has a heart for the poor and the downtrodden. She speaks and acts with wisdom. And the Bible paints this picture of the ideal female, the ideal woman to shoot for a reality that can be looked at Principles that can be implemented with the grace and the strength of God. And it's incredibly, as you read it, it might feel intimidating, but continually, whenever the scripture raises an ideal, there's a reality of our real. And so we don't say, well, I'm never going to be that. I'm just here. Ideal and real, and there's grace for the space. And so you start where you are and by the grace of God you begin to grow and become more what God has called you to be. Whoever you are, whether you're mom or whatever situation you are in life. And the reality is is that it's not intended to beat us up. It's not none of that, but it can be very challenging at times whether you're mom or not for God's ideal and where you real is. And the first and overriding principle in it all is in Romans 8 and 1, that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, if you haven't got it all together, it's going to be all right because of the grace of God. If you've made some mistakes, it's going to be all right because of the grace of Jesus. If you're not sure what to do where, from where you're at, you can do it because of the grace and the goodness of Jesus. You could have done better, but mm, the grace and the goodness of Jesus you might have had some bad chapters but God's not done writing your story so turn the other page and with grace and goodness move forward in it all whether you're a mom whatever situation let's pull on the grace of Jesus and then as we look at chapter 31 we come to these words near the end of the chapter for all of us that have moms who has a mom There you go. Proverbs 31 and uh, 28. I'm gonna read all of them and I think just a little portion is gonna go on the screen. Her children arise and call her. It said call her. (laughs) Call her. I don't know what they were thinking. I think they were thinking like that, but now you can call her, you can FaceTime her, and call her, and what are you supposed to call her? Blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women, I'm gonna write this in a card today. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. (laughs) I just helped some brother out right there. Charm is deceptive and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And there's a ton I could say in that, but we're just gonna to touch on a few things. Her children arise. You know what, when someone comes into the room, it used to be that when someone came into the room, what would you do? You would rise, hey, welcome. Because it's a, it's a mark of honor her children arise and call her blessed. Use words. Her husband also honors, elevates her for all that her hands have done. And in a world that has a tendency to either over-sexualize or over masculinize women, or is flat out trying to confuse or destroy womanhood, the Bible gives a clarion call of this beautiful, balanced picture, a glimpse into what a woman is, could really look like. A woman can be fully female, knowledgeable, humble, entrepreneurial, healing, helping, nurturing, challenging, building, gentle, strong, hardworking, creative person. All by herself. She's not wimpy with no strength. As one lady used to always say for us, this little Texas prophet, she said, she ain't no little dirty, dry little, dirty little dish (laughs) rag. She's got some strength to her. Nor is she just to be a cheerleader for her husband, although she can be that, but that's not all the limits of her life she's to be honored in her own right for who she is who god created her when it comes to it's coming to wedding season it's important that you're dressed appropriately for the wedding if you have a wedding that you're going to this year you don't wear your gardening clothes to the wedding and you don't wear your wedding clothes to the garden you're appropriate for your environment and for women god highlights a few but I'm going to grab on to one voice of the clothing of women. And here's what it is She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh at the days to come. And so we honor, I just want to highlight and honor these three things. We honor you for your strength, moms are strong. Try and be a young person and try to overcome the willpower of your mother. If she's decided, yeah. Maybe it's just me, my mom, I don't know. But. Or if you've ever seen, if you have ever seen, I was going to say the privilege, but um, have had the opportunity to see them go through pregnancy and childbirth, you know what I mean. But more than that, they have a deep strength to do whatever it takes to see their children have better and more varied opportunities even than they had and they're willing to sacrifice for it. They have strength to pray. There's a strength that continues praying for their sons and their daughters. Someone said this, if you have a mom, there is nowhere you are likely to go where her prayer has not already been. Moms pray when others give up. Moms pray when they don't know what to do. Moms pray when their children walk far below their potential. Moms pray when pain is great. And moms are strong because they pray. The strength to sacrifice, I've seen mothers again and again sacrifice sleep, staying up late and getting up early to make sure that, that everything that, uh, that there is important to them about the family will happen. Hours preparing a special birthday party for their kid who won't remember their first birthday party anyway. Just give them a car. Don't even give them a card. Give them nothing. Just say, happy birthday, you're one. Good for you. You made it. I'm just kidding. Well, kind of, not really. (laughs) I don't understand it, okay? But it's good to celebrate the little one. And now that I have grandchildren, I'm there. I'm like, just here it is. (laughs) Mom sacrifice their kids because they see the potential that there are times when nobody else sees it but they see more than what the situation is. They call you to more. Moms gives them strength to sacrifice. Moms are strong, but they do need to rest sometime. A four-year-old and a six-year-old preschooler presented their mom with a houseplant. They had to use their own money and she was thrilled. The older one said with a sad face, there was a bouquet of flowers that we really wanted to give you that's at the flower shop. It was really pretty, but it was just too expensive. We didn't, it had a ribbon on it that said, rest in peace. (laughs) And we thought it would be perfect for you because you're always asking for a little peace so you can rest. (laughs) There are some moms, just so you know, This is what they want for mother's day take the kids and leave the house and let her go (laughs) we honor you for your dignity and your confidence this is a picture of someone who carries himself with a bearing of confidence understand ladies that god has created you for greatness not despite your gender but rather as a female you are created in the image of god you are his image bearer you are a female you are a woman a mother and you reflect part of the character and image of god and this picture or this passage gives a picture of a confident dignified woman This could be an area that some struggle with because of the, maybe because of the constant push of culture to be a certain type of person, a certain body size, a certain physical specimen. Perhaps it's difficult because there's an inane view of a woman wasting her time having children. Maybe it's an unbiblical view of a woman that she says she has nothing to do except cook and make more babies. Other times through life, circumstances confidence can be broken down hearts can be hurt bodies can be hurt hope and confidence shaky and I pray that with the help of God he will help you to overcome and see this ideal in your life that you could become all that God designed you to be and by the grace and strength of Jesus because that's the hope of the gospel that we can be more than what we were raised to be We can be more than what our experience brought us to this point. We can be more than our failure. We can be more than our strength. And it's true for everyone that Jesus, when we surrender our lives to Jesus, acknowledge that we're sinners, believe that he came to die for us, and he's our savior, and confess our need for him, surrender our life to him, that we begin this journey in God, whether you're a mother or you're not, to change, to grow, and to become all that God created us to be. Such hope in the gospel. Ryan referenced it in our time of prayer this morning. And so you can be confident because whenever you step into, whatever you step into that God has for you as a woman or a mom, God is for you. Even if culture is not for you, God is for you. We are for you. We honor you. You're not a second class citizen in the kingdom of God. You're not less than a man. You can step out in faith. You can boldly move into the new things that God has put on your heart because he's God all by himself. So amid the pain, the challenges and joy of being a mom, we honor you for your strength, your confidence, and your uh, optimism. And it says laughter. It's incredible how as a mom, you often have deep-seated optimism, even through the difficult times. You have to. Where you can believe in your kids when others don't. Where you push through difficulties, relationally, financially, emotionally, uh, in every way. Because you have hope for the future. And let me speak just to moms for a moment. For a mom to really be a mom that you're called to be. A mom shaping kids to change the world for God. Because that's part of it. For you to walk with strength, confidence, and optimism is impossible in yourself. Except verse 30 tells us it's how it's possible. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who honors the Lord, a woman who respects the Lord, a woman who follows the Lord is to be praised because that's the strength of your mothering. Ladies, for the rest of us, that's the strength of our life. That's how you walk with strength, Jesus. That's how we walk with strength, Jesus. That's how we walk with confidence, Jesus. That's how we walk with any kind of optimism in a world gone crazy, Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Jesus can give you confidence. That's simply not possible from a help, self-help book and three little easy steps. Jesus can help you leave behind the pain of regret and sorrow. Jesus can give strength to overcome and become what he's called us to be. It's for everyone. That's the gospel. Ideal, my real, and grace for the space, the grace and goodness of Jesus. We began talking about how we're called to honor women, and especially moms. Her children arise and call her, Blessed, her mother also, and he praises her. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.